everybody, and welcome to another episode of another film podcast. My name is Tierney. My is name correct. is Colin. <laughs> Wait, what? My what voice is correct. Can't even anyway. get through a fucking introduction here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and my name is Matt. <laughs> um, and uh, this week, uh, we would like to welcome a very special guest to the pod. A first-time contributor guest, uh, so you haven't heard her before on this show, but as soon as I found out the movie that we were doing, uh, I knew that she was the only guest that we could have. <laughs> it's my dear friend and another former roommate of mine, Hannah. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Another dream accomplished. I'm on the pub. <laughs> Check it off. Check it off the list. Um, We're very happy to have you here. Um, And we haven't revealed yet uh, what we're doing. No, but they can read it on the episode description. (laughs) Well, that's a good point, actually. So, yeah, you've already seen on the episode description for this what we're doing. But anyway, uh, Tierney. We're watching uh, Dirty Dancing. So... The theme of my picks for this go-round was soundtracks that I was obsessed with at certain points of my life. Uh, And so I'm going chronologically. So um, this one would have been like teenage years, late teens, uh, late high school, early college. Uh, Would listen to this almost continuously. (laughs) Uh, It's a great soundtrack. Also, just a great movie. I love this movie. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's great. I actually was familiar with the, because it came out when I was, I think in junior high or high school, uh, the Dirty Dancing, is it Havana Nights? Oh, I thought you meant this movie came out, and I was like, no, no, no. Tierney. <laughs> no, no, that one came out, and I knew because I'm pretty sure it's Diego Luna, and it is. Uh, one of my good friends sure was is. in love with him. So I actually, I think I might have actually seen that one before seeing this one. Um, but I definitely, this one had more staying power, uh, between the soundtrack and, uh, I don't know, the eighties-ness of it all. Um, but yeah, so that's why I picked this one. Uh, it's a classic. I love this movie. Um, yeah. It is a classic. Um, which we'll, sw- we'll talk about the classic eighties-ness <clears throat> of it later on as we talk about this movie, but, um. I don't really have a relationship with this movie that isn't integrally tied to Hannah. I know. So I was like, I'll... I feel like I should go next, and then you guys yes. can kind of tag team because. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously, I, I was familiar with Dirty Dancing, but I'd never seen Dirty Dancing until last night. Um, you know, I'd seen really? like. I mean, yeah, I'd never like sat down and watched it from start. <laughs> and how to much finish. more enriching is your life now? <laughs> yeah, that's like violent to say out loud. I feel like <laughs> uh, I regularly ha- have this thing with my boss uh, where there's just like a lot of like classic, especially like '80s movies that I just like never cross my path for one reason or another. And she's always, like, giving me a hard time about how I haven't seen them. And so I texted her last night, and I was like, I'm about to watch Dirty Dancing for the first time, AMA. And she was like, what? 
Like that was her question was what? It's an appropriate <laughs> response. Um, she called me today about a work thing. And then after we were done talking about that, she was like, and what did you think of dirty dancing? And so then we just debriefed <laughs> dirty dancing for a while. So um, yeah, I mean, but like I was talking to Matt um, yesterday before I watched it and I was like, I'm pop culturally aware enough to like, know almost everything about this movie without ever having actually watched this movie um so like nothing that happened while i was watching it was like surprising to me but it was fun to actually like you know experience it all in this context as opposed to like the references and everything else that i'd i've just like picked up over the course of time um I did I like i did really enjoy this movie it's a ton of fun i will absolutely watch this movie again uh but yeah it's so 80s <laughs> like in like a really fun and charming way but i was like there are several parts where i was like what the fuck <laughs> like, so uh, i'm excited to talk about some of those um the, out of a place okay. of love not out of a place of criticism so <laughs> i was just gonna add and say that i wanted jennifer gray's hair <laughs> for like five years the five years that i was like obsessed with this movie and also i'd say half her outfits i would happily wear i was yeah. gonna say so it feels a little weird to say this now as like a 34 year old but when i was watching this i was like if if i had seen this in high school i would have been extremely interested in dirty dancing jennifer gray like she is very attractive in this movie so <laughs> again feels a little weird to say that now but you know she was just a little trivia she was 27 at filming so okay oh. all right i take it you're back fine. not weird i'm you're good fine, thank, you. Man. thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah. thank you so much for telling me this this is oh my incredible God. information for me to have so it's also amazing that she was 27 playing an 18 year old yeah. And Swayze was playing a 27-year-old as a 34-year-old. So it's like he was playing her age and he was like the older man in, in this couple. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think she always played a teenager. Like in Ferris Bueller, yeah. mm -hmm. she was a teen or she was the older sister and then she was so petite. So. No one yeah. would believe she was a grown-up woman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like I definitely assumed she was older than 18. Um, I would not have expected her to be 27 when they filmed this, though. That's shocking. But yeah. again, good news for me. I yeah. feel less of, of a creep now. So thank you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what I'll say about pop culturally being aware of Dirty Dancing as my intro into my experience with it is I was aware of the casting and the song the main song what's the main Otherwise, song time of my life i don't know if i can call that the main song i think it's the song yeah i mean, I mean one are you are we arguing she's like the wind is that the direction no. we're going in? okay well yeah that's fair too <laughs> all right if, i assume we're gonna get it's here at some point ultimate <laughs> song hungry eyes needs to be into this conversation too that song is well, absolutely well get into the back. actual oh, with my, my categories right. don't worry sorry we'll discuss all of these details when they come to pass but i'm saying that's what i was aware of because to my point i was not aware hungry eyes was this movie i was not aware of she's like the wind until more recently so the things that i knew was the lift and the song and that it was the 80s uh but i did not know 
where it took place, when it took place, what other subplots were in the movie, why they dance, <laughs> when they dance. None of that was information I knew. But when living with Hannah in Portland, it, I was uh, privileged to watch it with her. Uh, somebody who deeply loves this movie and has many connections to it. Uh, and I loved it back then. Rewatching it last night, uh, I think I loved it even more now that I like knew what was coming and appreciated all the little moments. Uh, but truly, I mean, I think you know half of it is probably because I love Hannah that I also love this movie. So I'm going to pass it over to Hannah. <clears throat> Show us the way. What was your <laughs> experience with this movie? Well, first, before we get to me, I just want to say that I was reflecting with Jeff last night about when you, prior to having watched Dirty Dancing, Matt brazenly claimed that once at a wedding you had done the lift with the bride I, you were like yes. time of my life time of my life was on and like the bride ran up to me and i did the lift and everyone cheered and jeff and i were like okay that is a quite a thing to improvise and then we <laughs> watched dirty dancing and got to the lift and you were like oh that's oh i did not do that that is not what we did <laughs> yeah i lifted her up yes <laughs> i did not do the lift I wonder how many other people you told that you've done I the mean, lift. People saw it, and the bride was like, oh my god, we got to do that. And I was like, I guess I did it well enough. And then, like, I've seen pictures, and I'm like, well, this looks more like one of the moments in the montage where they're, like, getting close. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not even that close. But, yes, it was brazen. Brazen is the right word. <laughs> it was a huge claim. Huge of true. <laughs> huge not true. Um, I... Yeah, I have a, a just a, a the depth of feeling that I have for this movie is really it's deep. Um, <laughs> I watched this movie. I was I was young. Uh, it was probably on like USA or something when I was like you know eight nine some age, mm -hmm. and then I enjoyed it. We watched it for a birthday party when I was like ten, and it became very clear watching it on VHS with my other like ten year old friends that the version that had been on TV was edited. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he like dances her out of her shirt at one point and I yeah. was like, like what are they doing? <laughs> um yeah, I have loved this movie ever since. I think it's a perfect movie. Uh named my dog Swayze have a dog named Swayze um which is not specific to Dirty Dancing it's really just like Swayze as a person as an entity as as a force in the world um yeah got married last May and like had a wedding coordinator that I kept trying to explain that I like just wanted the reception to feel like Camp Kellerman in the, like the staff lounge of Camp Kellerman after hours and they kept trying to be like so you wanted to be dirty dancing themed and I was like absolutely not that's no. couldn't be further from what I'm saying I just want everyone to be drunk and like dry humping <laughs> like that's it and I want to look beautiful um which I think like mostly was accomplished in a tasteful way um, mm -hmm. yeah so like that's how I would sum up my relationship with this movie. Oh my god. I can't wait to talk about this in depth. I mean, um, go, man. Here we go. Yeah, you can yeah. kick us off. 
couldn't have told you before I watched it with Hannah that this movie took place in the 60s. There is almost nothing about this movie mm-hmm. that makes it feel like the 60s. The hair feels like the 80s. The costumes feel like the 80s. The general vibe feels very 80s and the colors and everything. But it is in the 60s. The That's cars like the are the 60s. Are 60s. And the oblique reference to the Freedom Riders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, all there's the that, Vietnam stuff. The voiceover at the beginning when she was just like, before Kennedy got shot or whatever, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Also, okay. I was so jarring. tired starting this movie, and then as soon as Be My Baby by the Renettes came on, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Forget exhaustion. <laughs> I'm ready for this ride. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah, starting things off by being like, here's where we are. We're in the 60s, and we're going to a family camp, a Jewish family camp, is such a fun setting to put us in. And the thing that I noted was, like, they do such a good job of making this place the unsexiest place for a young teenage girl. Mm -hmm. It's like, only families, only old people... Nothing hot, nothing sexy, and then <laughs> from out of the flames comes Johnny Castle. Just this, like, sex pot. And I think it's so fun to have it. I, I think it's structurally a perfect movie because it does that so well of being like, wouldn't this suck? And then being like, but then, can you imagine? Can you imagine coming upon that sex barn where everyone is just... <laughs> grinding and dancing like experts so yes uh we've come to the part where i again all of these little nitpicks these are out of love i i really enjoyed this movie i am not trying to rain on anybody's parade but the first time where i was like what what are we doing here (laughs) they walk in like she walks into the barn and everybody i was like I, I do not believe that these these kids, these workers at this camp, wouldn't just be actually fucking in their room somewhere. Like, I don't believe that they would all just be doing this and not just actually having sex somewhere else. Like, like Maybe that's just the foreplay, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You okay. Certainly like, you've gone to a bar before going somewhere else to have sex. That's true. Touche. Touche. <laughs> yeah. And it is like, it is kind of for the dance which is another amazing thing about these teenagers is that they love dancing they love to dance these kids yeah, there wasn't yeah. cell phones <laughs> they didn't have as much access to contraception you know dancing sure the yeah thing, man They're here to dancing show is so moves. much fun I'm not saying one, that it's not fun it's just one like, thing <laughs> that I will point out about that scene uh that only at the hundreds of times I've seen this movie, noticed last night, why, why did they have so much watermelon? Like, That's why a, was that oh, the yeah. snack? Like, enormous watermelons. <laughs> like, okay, everybody. <laughs> That's been some great dancing. Let's take a break. It's watermelon time. I was going to say, I mean, like, I thought it was very bizarre. Like, it'd be weird if anybody was carrying three watermelons to any place. The fact that he was carrying those specific three watermelons, like to the sex just... dance party, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, was just truly wild. But I, my headcanon was that you know watermelon is mostly water, and all of these kids needed to rehydrate really. Yeah, so of I think yeah. 
that probably was it. But my initial thought was like, oh, are they going to do some sort of, you know, like vodka cut a hole in it, dump a bunch of vodka in it? Like, is that their thing? But no, I, I, I think they were just going to eat the watermelon. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they needed to rehydrate. Yeah. So. Kennedy wasn't <laughs> dead yet. Things were more innocent back then. They just uh, wanted to have some water. You also get two things. One, one of the best line readings in the movie, which is, I carried a watermelon. <laughs> and two, yeah. you have uh, perhaps the only entrance through a double door that is more iconic than Aragorn going yeah. into Helm's Deep, which is mm-hmm. him, like, juggling... Those are probably, like, seven-pound watermelons. <laughs> just in his hands. Catches them both. And goes through the double door. Yeah. I was like, this trumps this trumps uh, Aragorn going, pushing open the doors all wet. The physical Incredible. comedy of that moment is truly, like, truly a thing of beauty. Like, yeah. it's just, it's so silly, but it, it works so well. And I do agree about the, like, iconic level of the, I carried a watermelon line. Yeah. It, like, really sticks <laughs> yeah. with you. And I told Matt earlier that the first time I watched this movie as a young child... I spent the rest of the movie th- believing that baby's actual name. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh too hard. <laughs> Was Carrie the <laughs> <De> watermelon? <laughs> I'm Carrie the <De> watermelon. <laughs> Correct. Oh. And only Amazing. upon reflection do I recognize how outrageous that was to believe. Carrie de Watermelon. Of the Vermont de Watermelon. Of course, of the Vermont, yes, obviously. Oh yeah, my god. Incre- it's also like they reference like Dr. How- like yeah. Houseman. I was like eight. I didn't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what the last name of this family is. De Watermelon Houseman, it's hyphenated. <laughs> the end when he says what's your real name and she says francis but carrie's short for francis yeah Sometimes. francis is her middle name yeah. carrie yeah. carrie francis the watermelon house <laughs> oh my oh. god it's so good oh, oh my god i feel yeah. like that'd be a good uh, character name it should have been frankly yeah yeah <laughs> Like and you carried the watermelons with that name. Yeah. I think this that's actually kismet. the protagonist in Havana Nights is carried a watermelon <laughs> junior. Uh, uh, which is even better because Havana Nights is like a prequel to this movie. So I like the idea that the character in Havana Nights is named is junior. junior. <laughs> yeah, because a baby is the third. Right. right. Oh my god. They needed to give her a nickname because there were three yeah. of them. There's, there oh are too god. many there are too many Carrie to watermelons. We really have to start differentiating. What Carrie a Francis de Watermelon Houseman the third. <laughs> I mean, to it be sounds fair, so AKA baby. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that name like a person with that name would fit in just so well at this fucking awful, awful. <laughs> vacation resort situation <laughs> awful yeah awful. i mean like look man that seems like a nightmare scenario like i'm happy sure, for baby yeah. everything worked out for her but like imagine you as a teenager going to that place 
and just being like, cool, I get to hang out with my parents and a bunch of old people dancing, like line dancing in a gazebo. No, thank you. But it's going to be a no I mean, me some dog. of us went to the wilderness where we just didn't see people. <laughs> so there's other versions of unsexy family vacations, but I feel like the very idea of a family vacation is fairly unsexy. Here's what I'm going to sure. say. Sure. By nature. There's... Yeah. 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 <laughs> but here's what I want to say. For the amount of, like, family that this resort promotes... It's a lot of the sex. Amount, the amount, yeah, the amount of, like, structured, planned, like, purposeful matchmaking going on... Oh, yeah. Of, like, you two should have sex. Or you should have sex with my wife and I'll pay you to give her dancing lessons mm. is, like... Everyone at this resort is like, oh, we're just a family. And meanwhile, everyone's having sex. There's like, there's like literal, everyone is having sex. And stealing? Except for Lisa. stealing? <laughs> okay, we should portion out a, Savage. A part. We should, we should Lisa. really. Just catching strays. Okay, we gotta talk about she Lisa. We have the... to talk about Lisa. She has some of the best <laughs> lines and it's, and it's her delivery in the entire movie. Like when she says, where is my beige iridescent lipstick? <laughs> also, just imagine beige iridescent lipstick. Is that just like shiny skin color? It is kind of Lisa. It's like somebody who's otherwise very bland, but who constantly grabs your attention, which is what beige iridescent <laughs> is. It's just kind of like, oh, I didn't notice you were there until you, like, flashed into my eyes because you're so weird. Poor Lisa. Just a little <laughs> weird, awkward young lady. She just wants attention. I did, yeah. Yeah. I did have a thought after watching it this time where I was like, what would this movie be without Lisa? And I don't a, know. <laughs> a lesser film. Yeah. A lesser film. She Her? so she's the younger sister, right? This is the debate I was having, right? Okay, but Wait, is she or isn't no. she? Because she seems older. But then yeah. here, are my, here's my suite of questions. Okay, what <laughs> what's up with her life? If she's the older sister, because she's <laughs> not in college, is she just living at home? It does she date? What the okay. fuck is her deal? Uh, <laughs> she seems. Uh-huh. She seems like the younger daughter because baby gets all the attention and they're talking about baby's future and they're not talking about anything about Lisa's plan. So maybe she's just like a burnout, which is whatever. I, it just all seems, I always assumed she was the older sister, but all of the dynamics that we see actually make her seem like perhaps she is actually the baby. That's a What really... about baby's name being baby? But that could have been prior to Lisa even being born. It's true, yeah. And it's a way to, like, make her younger. Like, even she's, like, before I knew why they were all calling me baby. But, like, it's very much to be, like, you're a little baby. You are not Francis, a a woman. You're Mm. a baby. Got it. And so, but I never, I didn't even consider that Lisa was the younger sister. Same, until you just said it right now. But you were making a very compelling argument, and I think I'm... I think I'm ready to to jump on board. That would but, explain also why she like rubs it in her face that she's gonna have sex with the Cornell dude. I forget his name. Yeah. She's Yale. like, yeah. Excuse you. Excuse oh, Yale, you. Sorry. Yale. 
Because <laughs> I feel like, like if she were the older sister, she would just be like, yes, of course I'm having sex before my sister. And Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Mm. So this is like a, is it is it Beth and Joe March? Are those mm, the two? Yes. Beth well, is the one I think it's Amy. 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 Yeah, Amy. Amy yeah. and Joe. It's a real Amy-Joe situation. Well put. But... Yeah, but I it personally I thought she was just like really sad. Like I my read on Lisa was just like truly she had been skipped over for everything. Like even a summer romance that she is like more than in her prime to have, she can't even get that before baby gets it with Johnny Castle. And like that was my read of her in bed being like, I think I'm gonna have sex with Robbie tomorrow. And you're like, oh, you're really trying to be like, see, I have a life too. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't though, because you're still living at home and you're older than baby. <laughs> and you don't have any dreams of going to the Peace Corps. Wait, you why don't does really she have, any direction have to be living at home? Couldn't she just be well, home I for the summer? Yeah, but they don't talk about college at all. What well, is her life? Maybe don't... she's a nightclub singer. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Tierney is coming so hard for poor yeah. Lisa right now. <laughs> I love that scene. That scene is so fucking funny, though. <laughs> like, also, when she it, starts she's singing she's... that song for so long. <laughs> I, so the first time long. I watched it, I didn't even get that whole other plot because I was only <laughs> listening to her singing. She's yeah, part of the like, soundtrack that you love so much. No, she's not on it. A significant Damn. plot development happens all while she's just singing the same song in the background. It's wild. <laughs> also, at the end, when they are singing the like Camp Kellerman song on the stage, and oh, it's yeah. presumably everyone who's been in the talent show, and it's like 12 staff members, and then Lisa in her coconut bra, and the old guy in the pirate hat, and a child. And yeah, that's like, it. The talent show was those three people. This, like, iconic talent show that they absolutely can't leave early. Like, you gotta stay here. You gotta see this yeah. thing. And it's it was just Lisa. It's just an idea. Just Lisa and Saul. Also, when she starts pitching what song she's gonna sing, and Jerry Orbach just gets up and leaves the table. And she just yeah. follows him, just, like, spitballing. Like, oh, this is, we're, we're both just going to workshop what song I'm going to sing at this talent show. <laughs> like, oh, I feel pretty. Oh, God. Or, I feel pretty. She just, wants to, she just wants to please her everyone. She wants to please everyone, and everyone is like, please. Stop. Get out of <laughs> please get out of our way. Uh, a great <clears throat> character, though. Oh, yeah. The movie would Maybe not the be MVP. the same movie without her. Mm-hmm. Oh, Truly. Man. Um, okay, there's so much to talk about. Where do we even start? Uh, um, I've, I've got just like a broad question. Yeah. Uh, can someone explain the timeline of this movie to me? <laughs> Hannah? <laughs> because, <laughs> because. Isn't it like, a whole summer? Well, <laughs> in, in, like, in theory, it should be, right? Like, the idea of this camp, I, I, my understanding of the camp is that it's open for the summer and people mm-hmm. just come there and spend their summer there. The like very early on in the movie, when um, is, it, is it Max Kellerman is like talking mm-hmm. to all the like the wait staff, 
that feels like a very early, like, beginning of season, hey, we got to get our shit together. We're, like, this is the company line, like, speech. But then there's also the line of dialogue. And again, I've only seen this the one time, so, like, I could be wrong. But it sounded like they were, like, the family was only going, like, the Hausman family was only going to be there for three weeks. Like, not the entire summer? Wasn't there, like, a line towards the beginning of the movie about three weeks, something or other? That seems accurate, though. And then, well, the the summer's not three weeks long. Yeah, but you're not going to go to a resort like the whole summer. Three months Right, but I mean, resort? the resort would be open for the whole summer. Yeah, but who's going to afford? Who could I'm possibly saying, that, afford? That's what that. I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's mind-boggling. The ticking time bomb that is, you got to get your matches quick. you got to hook up <laughs> these families. I get it's all of a that. whole summer. It's like a season of a reality. Right, show. no, I That's agree with nothing. you. But then to what I was saying, like the conversation that Max Kellerman is having with the wait staff feels like a beginning of summer conversation, not a we're two and a half months into summer. Now I'm going to tell you this thing before the last three weeks of summer. That's true. And that's a fair uh, point. But that conversation, I saw this, I rewatched it last night. So this is not just me kicking it from the dome, but like also I probably could. Uh, <laughs> The, like, talking to he's giving to the waiters could have been a beginning of summer, but could have been, like, also just a stern talking to. Because he's like, remember, I got you from oh. Yale. I got you from Cornell. I shouldn't be seeing fingers in the water glasses. And you got to date even the ugly girls, okay. boys. <laughs> and so it I guess just Robbie been... already yeah. got her pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, good point. Good point. So they've, some of them have been there. Yeah. Okay. All right, now, okay, so I, I, that part of my problem is we've, we've moved on. Thank you for helping me get there. <clears throat> um, it feels like the rest of the plot of this movie takes place in a week. <laughs> so, like, but, yeah. like she, well, she... She gets a lot of dance lessons, though. Her form really yeah, exactly. improves. She does get a lot of dance lessons, but when it's like, it feels like it's their second or third night there when, what's it, Neil... The little shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I hated I him noted, so much. I wrote a note that just says, Neil is a huge grosso. <laughs> He's disgusting. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a major yuck. I hate him. Yeah. But anyway, when he's like, oh, like, are you hungry? Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it seems like that's fairly early on in the Hausman stay. Yeah. And then that's when Baby sees Jenny. And then it's like, oh... Like Jenny, like we we can get an appointment, but it's it's Thursday, right? So like they wouldn't be saying next Thursday. Like they wouldn't be like, oh, it's two Thursdays from now. They would say it's in a couple weeks. That like the line is the only available appointment is Thursday, which makes it seem like it's all one week. Well, but then it's probably three weeks, right? Because then they still hang out after that, that and she has to recover. Yeah, but like. She gets really sick, which would happen quickly if it was a like a botched situation. And she doesn't like recover immediately. Like it's like I I don't know. It just it felt yeah, like it was like weeks. very very condensed at the end. And I was just like, I, it's again, it's not a problem. I was just like trying to wrap my brain around how like at points it felt like this whole thing takes place over a couple days, but then also kind of feels like it's a like a entire summer thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think it I think it's like they're there for a week and then 
Penny has her surgery on the Thursday. Abortion. She has her botched abortion. Okay, yeah. She has her schmishmortion. No, she has her abortion. <laughs> and, and then, so that's already been like a week. And then it's like another week of recovery. Mm-hmm. And then, like, leaving is the following week. I think yeah. that, that yeah. makes sense to me. That okay. seems right. I can get on board with that. It's just, like One. I said. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. One week to learn the Shell Drake dance sequence. Mm-hmm. And then Maybe two, weeks two weeks for just like fucking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I thought it was. Well, it yeah. was two weeks of like straight up sweat sex. Yeah. Just like summertime. Dancing out of your bra. Yeah. Okay. Which also, did I miss it that the first time they have sex? Is when she's like, "How many women have you been with?" Mm, or have they had sex before? That's, I would say that's yeah. not a bunch the of first times time. in between. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The first time is when he dances her out of her clothes. Yeah. yeah. I see. Okay. That was not. I missed that. I guess. Anyway. I mean, it's not yeah. explicit. <laughs> Two weeks of doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Which was the alternate um, title of this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so in talking to my roommates last night, uh, I was like, do we have Dirty Dancing here? Because we have a bunch of DVDs and, like, some musicals. Uh, but we have Dirty Footloose. Dancing is not a musical. Okay, thank First you, Karen. I mean, it technically same... is a musical now. There's a musical well, yeah, of Dirty that ex- Dancing. That's true that that exists. But the movie that we watched and are discussing is not a musical. <laughs> I it's a mean, movie with non or diegetic sound, non diegetic, whichever one. That's like what it hungry is. Hungry Eyes is diegetic. Well, and so is the song. song uh, yeah, when she he dances her out of her clothes, that also does. Yeah. Because okay. he puts on as her opposed hair. to like singing about your feelings, you know. I guess if Patrick Swayze had sung "She's Like the Wind" while driving his car, mm-hmm. then it would have been a musical. But that yeah. doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So fine. In any case. <laughs> Uh, we were talking and we are like, we have Footloose. And I was like, actually, you know what? Footloose would be a better title for Dirty Dancing. And Dirty Dancing would be a better title for Footloose. Because in Footloose, the dancing is dirty. It's bad. And this one, it's like, hey, we're Footloose. I gotta get you loose with they're your feet. Dry, they're dry humping. <laughs> yeah, it's also dirty. Okay, I guess it is. The dancing Fine, is okay, I guess They have sex pre coitally. <laughs> like sex is the foreplay okay. in dirty dancing. Sure. Okay, fine. They're like, oh, okay, that was I nice. Let's go dance for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is pretty filthy dancing. Uh, you're right. Um, uh, I guess we should just talk about the two main characters, and we can start with sex pot god, dance icon, Patrick Swayze, Johnny Castle, uh, Johnny. <laughs> Castle, which I totally forgot was his name until rewatching it, and I was like, his name's Johnny Castle? He could have no other name. There is no other name for that character. It's true. Uh, and I did want to bring up that Patrick Swayze has a few very memorable names in movies in his career. Um, many of which I think Hannah could probably name offhand, but like obviously the two that are just like one word names are Bodie mm. from Point Break and Vita forgot from about Tu Wong Fu. Mm-hmm. How could to you Ju- forget about Julie? Uh, Tierney, I'm so disappointed in you. How could you? How dare you forget about Point Break? 
cinematic because masterpiece I was, point break. I was more into Keanu Reeves than I was into Patrick Swayze. In that That's movie. fair. And, I do know that about you. That, that and I out, went so. from that to watching Speed. So they kind of were all like L.A. <laughs> Keanu movies. Yeah. High octane Keanu. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but then also John Dalton. Is that his name in Roadhouse? Mm, yeah, because everyone calls him Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Jim something. Is that the ghost? I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, oh, in, oh my God, in Ghost. This was the one that I was really like, this feels like the same type of name as Johnny Castle. Because in Ghost, he's Sam Wheat. Yep. <laughs> Just look that up right now. He's like Just... dark Johnny Castle. It's Sam Wheat. <laughs> it's like when Johnny Castle has to infiltrate a corporation. He's like, yes. Sam Wheat. They both sound oh, like nice to meet types you, Sam. of beer. Welcome in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Castle and Sam Wheat. I'll have a uh, pint to Johnny Castle. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking about his names, but Johnny Castle's like, it really is an all time character name. Yeah. Um, and just a sweet boy. Johnny Castle is is like the quintessential hot boy of like he's he's rough around the edges but also an incredible dancer and like actually very tender but will throw a punch for you and he's also noble and will you know protect the women in his life it's just but another also... 40 minutes of yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's sensitive he's got great hair um he's but got no, great he is, arms like, great arms uh and uh i also want to call out and i think hannah might have more information on this of that his aggravation with jennifer gray was genuine yeah he was pissed off yeah she she wow. was not taking the dancing seriously enough and he the scene where they're like practicing him like running his hand down her ribs and she keeps laughing and he keeps getting annoyed was real that was like b-roll footage of they were trying to film that move and jennifer gray couldn't get through a take and he was so frustrated with her which like that <laughs> dynamic i think is also incredible that like it is, it's kind of part documentary that, like, Patrick Swayze, a <laughs> Fucked Jennifer trained... Gray. <laughs> <laughs> was her first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, the other thing that I didn't know is that they worked together previously on a different movie. Mm -hmm. Red Dawn, baby! Red, Red Dawn. Dawn. Is this the time? Because I told you I was going to talk about a different Patrick Swayze movie from this time period. Okay, I'm I ready guess for Red Dawn time. talk anytime. The longest, what most I will boring say... movie in the history of the world. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> man down, man Sam down at the Submarine? <laughs> no, it's when the communists invade... Like Colorado, America. <laughs> oh, Colorado! Yeah. Just like show up in Colorado for World mm -hmm. War Three. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> rules! I love that movie so much. <laughs> um, but apparently they worked together in that, and they did not get along. And so Jennifer Grey was first cast, and like beat Winona Ryder and a few other people. And then they were like looking at a bunch of different actors for it, like Val Kilmer. Chris Hemsworth is in this movie. God, no, Tierney, possible? stop it. That is, 
the oh, there's awful an old remake. One? That is not what we're talking about. No. <laughs> Sorry. But like, when they announced that Patrick Swayze was going to be in the cast, Jennifer Grey was like, oh no, we do not get along. I'm not happy about this. So like, the real conflict of their relationship uh, but the also genu- genuine chemistry, which apparently somebody described as breathtaking when they first danced together. They were like, oh my god, this is perfect casting. Look at, look at how good they are together. Uh, is also an element of this movie that makes it even better. That like They may have secretly hated each other, but what we get is like in, an inferno of passion. Uh, yeah, that's just a detail that I thought was fun. Um, so yeah, Johnny Castle, good boy, baby, an incredible protagonist. I think like, love, really love baby, love baby, a great character. Uh, And like, what? Flawed from the jump. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but also like trying her best, like a character that's like, I don't know. But I'll try, and she, she's here to help the people in her life, to put her, I mean, as Johnny says, no one's ever stood up for me like that before. She does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and just like a, a cool character to be like, I want to join the Peace Corps. It's like, that's a cool motivation for a character that isn't at this camp to fall in love. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Dancing has other plans for her i also really is this can i jump in yeah please please Uh, i really like the dynamic that she like the way in which baby is a daddy's girl that he like likes that she wants to join the peace corps like he likes that she wants to change the world and he's a doctor and she's going to be a doctor and that it's not the sort of like more facile writing of like why can't you just like find a nice boy and be a nice Mm -hmm. jewish girl uh and that the tension is more is like more nuanced in that it's class based where she can join the peace corps and like help people in Vietnam but she can't mm-hmm. like hang out with the staff or like consort with someone who's had an abortion. Um I think that's more interesting and sort of cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think this is a good time to talk about Jerry Orbach as her dad. <laughs> who's Hell like yeah. <laughs> An incredible dad. Like, you know, her parents aren't as cool as the parents in Easy A. No one could say, be. But they're no one ever there. could be. Yeah. An impossible feat. But, like, <clears throat> they are great parents that are very cool every time they show up. Even her mom. Emily Gilmore? Like, oh, Emily oh. Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Hot Emily Gilmore. Emily Gilmore who fucks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Emily Gilmore in a tube dress. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is a fun fact that I found out when looking into this, is that when she says, I think she gets it from me, it's a reference to her having been in the original chorus line on Broadway. Oh. And so she has a performance past and, like, a dance past. So that was a little in-joke that they inserted. That's fun. That is cute. Um, Is it not also just a comment of the fact that she's dancing and the mom is able to dance on beat? And Lisa isn't able to dance on beat. <laughs> You're right. We Poor should shit on Lisa, Lisa some more. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking it's Lisa. been a little too long since yeah. I've just savagely attacked Lisa. So I, mean. I I like her. The movie, like I said, would not be the same without her. 
I mean, my note is Lisa is annoying, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) But she's so great. She's doing her best. But just just Uh, in case we don't revisit Lisa, I do want to make sure that we bring up the moment where Baby overhears her saying to her father, I've been thinking about the domino theory lately. If Vietnam falls, is China next? Yeah. (laughs) Which is why Lisa as a character is so hard to track. You're like, what? What is your base? An incredible like, throwaway line. Yeah. An incredible throwaway line. With Robbie in his little like cable knit sweater. Yeah. And by little yeah. I mean enormous. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I mean she she is the queen of non sequiturs in this movie. And of mm-hmm. like, what is your thing? And that's where I think like Lisa as a character is like, oh, everyone has a thing. Johnny Castle's thing is dancing, you know. The entire staff of this resort's thing is, is fucking, yeah, fucking and singing little songs and watermelon and, and, and yeah. watermelon. People love watermelon, uh, but like Lisa has no thing. It's not singing clearly, and it's not <laughs> dating. Apparently, it's just like and it's Trying. not politics. But she's like doing her best. She's yeah. just like a B student. And you know what? Lisa is all of us. And I think that's why... Like, the relatable. That's why I'm like, I, I, I tease her, but at the same time, I'm like, I probably would be her. There, there was a moment also that I joked about to uh, my husband, who I was watching with last night. But after I said something, was like, oh, I, I'm certain I've done something like that. Where she is practicing her song for the talent show. And, like, finishes singing and crosses the stage, still on stage, to her sister and kneels and says, I'm going to have sex with Robbie tonight. While still (laughs) on stage. (laughs) Like, there are mere seconds that elapse from her singing to, like, I'm going to make love to Robbie. Which is, like, I'm sure I've done that. Like, I'm sure I've done something as preposterous as that. She was moved uh, by song. You just yeah. start thinking about it while you're doing something else, and you like don't leave the appropriate space between tasks. Oh my god! Oh man, Lisa, the queen of good timing. Oh my god! Do you think the Cat Stevens song "Sad Lisa" is about this Lisa? I do not. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I've got no doubt. I saw this movie and he was like, oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> um, all right. What else? Uh, you oh, were uh, you were talking a... about the parents yeah. and I did want to just yeah, like, yes. oh, yeah. Shout out uh, the mini golfing scene where, uh, or they're, like their putt. It's golfing. Like, it's big yeah, golfing. I mean, it's actual golf, but they're on like the putting green. Um, and oh. he's, he's just crushing. He's just, like, knocking him in left and right. And she's just at the back, like, a hole behind him. And she's clearly flailing. And he's like, well, you're just not aiming properly. And she's like, it's still not working. He's like, well, you overcorrected. And that's like, I really appreciate his dedication to, like, I'm golfing. Please don't bother me. <laughs> I also love that they cut away to her. I can't remember what is actually getting discussed. But she just chimes in as an insert. Baby, stand straight. <laughs> stand up straight <laughs> which is like an incredible mom moment to be like I don't know what the conversation is that you're having which is actually 
I need to borrow money for a secret abortion. Yeah. And she's just like, stand straight. <laughs> Which is like an incredible mom moment. It's uh, all been there. Yeah. She's a boss. Uh, but yeah, Jerry Orbach as this sweet, good dad. Who, you know, like, and that's, I think, where a lot of other, like, coming of age, rom- like, teenage romance dads, you're like, oh my god, lighten up. But with this one, you're like, I actually do get why he would be like, I don't know what they're up to, but I don't want you involved with whatever that is. Because it's like a botched abortion. I don't know. Like, you didn't tell me that this is what it was going to go for. I'm a doctor. Like, I probably could have warned you against it or just guided you elsewhere. But, like, I don't like all the secrecy. And then for all of it to come, you know, dissolving away when he sees her dance and to, like, recognize, like, oh, this is what it was all for. And say like you looked, you looked wonderful up there. It was such a beautiful moment. I was like, God, this is such a good dad. He just loves baby. He just wants to protect baby and like deal with Lisa. <laughs> do, you th- do you think? Do you think his last name is short for or- Orville Redenbacher? God, I do. It. No. <laughs> I have no doubt. Hannah, don't don't encourage her. <laughs> Also, this is a great time to remind everyone that Jerry Orbach is the voice of Luminar, the candlestick in uh, that, Beauty and the Beast. You're right, so, that was well-timed. That was a good reminder. Yeah. Uh, putting myself on blast here, I I just found that out, like, a few months ago. Like, I just, like, crazy. totally did not know that. And I texted Matt, and I was like, holy shit, Jerry Orbach was something. And he was like... Yeah, obviously. How did you not know this? I was like, oh. Well, I just learned it out a few seconds ago, so. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. But also, like, canonically, you are not a Beauty and the Beast head, so it's a little bit more understandable for you to not know that. I guess. That's true. I grew up watching that movie regularly. And also, you know, just having Law and Order on in the house. And, like, somehow I just, like, never made the connection until... Yeah, because like, one's a talking like, candle and the other's a yeah. detective. <laughs> I also have never seen... He's in, I assume, the original Law and Order? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw that. I only saw the SVU variety because it's on TV all the time. It really is. <laughs> I'm in the sleuth. Um, what else should we talk about? Uh, uh, oh, what? oh, I was just going to say, while we're still vaguely on the uh, Jerry Orbach train, uh, another thing that just, like, sent me last night was <laughs> when he's, like, just, like, out, just by himself, just, like, sitting there, enjoying silence, contemplating what's going on with his life and his daughter's lives and trying to, like, deal with that and process that. And it's apparently fall all of a sudden. It just, like, became fall. <laughs> like, I'm okay with but Hannah knows where I'm going. Someone's on a ladder. Very clearly somebody leaves. right in front of the camera just dropping leaves right in front of the camera. <laughs> as it, like, slow zooms to Jerry Orbach. I fucking died. I was laughing so hard. And, like, I miss that, that moment between baby and him in that like in that sequence is like really serious and powerful but i just couldn't take it seriously because i was losing my mind over the just oh god more flower more more leaves just drop them just keep them coming yeah because it was a serious scene and they needed to set the milieu 
<laughs> Will you? <laughs> like, it's the fall of their relationship with each other. The summer's ending. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you oh, for knowing man. exactly what I was going to talk about. <laughs> like... Big time. Yeah. I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the one last character that I do want to spend just a brief moment on is Penny, who I think is a remarkable character that sells a lot of really heavy, tonally, much darker moments yeah. in a movie that is like a lot of fun and a lot of like hot, sexy dancing. But she like really sells the dramatic moments, especially when she's like, he knows, baby. When she when they're t- talking about Robbie, yeah, and the way that she gives that line of just like, of course he's not going to help me with this. Like, mm-hmm. come on, it's one, it, it's so dramatically powerful. One of my favorite moments in the movie is early when Penny says like, "Yeah, my mom kicked me out when I was sixteen, and all I ever wanted to do was dance anyway, so I had to learn to dance." Uh, and Baby's like, "I envy you," and Penny's response to that I think is so perfect and so well performed. Mm-hmm. And also, I just love writing Baby to be flawed, to be naive, and to say, like, put her foot in her mouth in such a stupid way, and clearly not understand what she did wrong in that Mm -hmm. moment, Um, instead of just, like, she's just a good kid really trying, and she's going to teach these, like, poor people about how good she is. (laughs) Like, I like that she also has ground to cover. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Penny being sort of sweet but worldly and like good to her core, but also having absolutely no time for baby. Um, I think is <laughs> rad. Yeah. And then also like the wildness of going from like the abortion plot line to the scene where for some reason, the three of them are dancing when they're prepping for the Sheldrake. Yes. That was nuts. <laughs> I just don't, I don't even have anything clever to say about it other than like how bizarre that shot is where they're like having a dance threesome in like leotards or the scene where he's yeah. sitting and watching them and they're just like mirroring each other like doing slow sexy jazz hands and like yeah. flipping their hair at each other. Can we you actually... say bizarre? I say iconic. I yeah, think those are I, I was like, God, look at this little conga line. Uh, speaking of, of dance moves, there is a dance move in this movie, and it's everyone talks about the lift. It's all everyone talks about. But there is one specific move that I think is so funny, and I often reference it, and it's happened maybe once. It probably has more to do with the way that I dance than anything. Only once in my life has someone ever caught it, and it's like where it's in the like mamba scene, and she goes like, oh, yeah. "I knew that's yes. what you were gonna say." Like the weird twitchy, like she does it twice. <laughs> where she's like a non, like an NPC, like the non-computer yeah. playing like yeah. robot one. Oh god, it's it gets it's, me every time. It's legitimately a hot move, though. I'm kind of like I want to pull that out. I'm just like this, like. Ugh. Uh, what? <laughs> like a bell ringing like an upside down bell um i thought you when you said the dance move that you had done i thought you were gonna say the one time where she does the thumbs out oh. thing to get out of <laughs> doing out the of actual doing lift <laughs> i was like, like nice yeah save, definitely nice done save. that one too yeah, you really nailed that one <laughs> good job baby there's Perfect. a lot about dancing that i learned from dirty dancing uh including how to dirty dance 
that's a good um, one. I mean, yeah, they're good dancers. <laughs> like, they really are great fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the I'm other so thing I'll mention that is that you guys clock that dance move too, because every time. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Okay, sorry, Matt. Yeah. You were saying. Oh, I was just gonna say another great romantic moment that, like, <clears throat> this movie I think is great in the same way that, like, Call Me by Your Name captures the feeling of summer love in a very like tangible nostalgic way uh this one does the same thing and particularly in the moment where they're just in the car coming back from the dance Mm. that they do and it's like mostly an unspoken scene and he's kind of catching glimpses of her changing in the back seat but they're just quiet in the car together and he's like you did really good tonight and you're like, oh man. To imagine being her in that scene is, is like, oh wow, this is like the peak of my life. To be in like <laughs> a car ride alone with this <laughs> sex man that I love. Uh, what a summer night for me to remember for the rest of my life. Uh, it just does a great job of like capturing moments like that. Uh, that's, all, that's all I have to say <laughs> about that moment. The end. The end. <laughs> Um, I also forgot for a portion of the movie that there was supposed to be dancing. It's like literally after that recital ballroom thing, through the entire abortion up until they like at one point dance, I was like, oh, right. They're supposed to be dancing. The like love is strange scene. Or he tells Neil about his like Afro-Cuban fusion beat that he's been working on. (laughs) (laughs) Which is that what he does at the end? Like in the final dance, is he doing his Cuban fusion? That's how I read it. it. Was that like... I'm going to, like, you know, I'm going to... Because he says something to the effect of, like, I always do the last dance and I'm going to do it my way this year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I did read it as, like, I'm going to do my weird whatever. <laughs> some some new shit that you're clearly not interested in. So, but... Yeah. And the, the call-out that, like, this mu- music is clearly 80s music, but, like, being played in the 60s, the excellent line that gets called out is, do we, have, do we even have sheet music for this? Yeah. And the yeah. conductor is just like, "Who cares? It's fun. We're having a great time." <laughs> Loved it. I do like that. Uh, towards the end of that scene, the band has gotten into it. Sheet music, be damned! Like the trumpet mm-hmm. player is just like, "Oh hell yeah, let's go, baby!" Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's—I mean, it would be impossible not to get into that this particular song. I know. I know we're we're stepping on what Tierney wants to talk about later, but goddamn, this song is good. <laughs> I, I mean, do. we've all been at Holiday Club on a Friday night during yeah, we have. when they play that song. Yeah, we have. Yeah. That more or less recreates Kellerman's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have just gone to Holiday Club, Anna. Kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to live a life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you were about to say something there. Um moments before the like final dance like during the kellerman's camp song there's this tiny scene that really stuck out to me on this watch where uh max kellerman is talking to the band leader Mm, yeah i forget his name oh yeah uh which is this like tiny scene which i think is like probably technically the best written dialogue in the entire movie yeah. Uh, but it's just this weird throwaway that's like the swan song of the American family camp where he's like, yes. 
kids these days, they want to go to Europe. It's different this time. It just feels like everything's slipping away. And it's, like, so profound and sad yes. and still. And then it's, like, back to Lisa in her coconut bra. <laughs> which is, like, is that... Has is this the mo- the beat that this movie has been leading up to? Like, what is this? What thesis is that making about this movie? Or did they just feel like they needed Max to like have his moment here? <laughs> I I'm so glad you called that out because it really caught me off guard too to be like, oh no, like there's a character that's been going through something and we haven't even been with him and he's like losing his entire life. I was like. It, just the ages are changing like the 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 pop culture shifts and like and then he like pops out and starts singing his little song which is like yeah i don't as a teenager i wouldn't want to do this but like of that time it was very like cool and normal that you would go to, with your parents to see something like this but like it's the 60s or the 80s but like not it's the both. era of yeah <laughs> It's well, is it the once. only scene that is not from babies like that is is that the only time we leave baby? Hmm. Oh, interesting. That's a great question. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, that happens a few times but all in that scene for sure mm. because yeah. Dr. Houseman talks to Robbie, Robbie and tries yep. to give him his check. But it's all in that yeah. final scene. Oh, no, but Robbie walks in on... Oh, my God, we haven't talked about her yet. Robbie walks in on the older... Or, no, Lisa walks in on Lisa Robbie walks with in. the older woman. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Who is, like, such a smoke show. Honestly. Yeah. Hot. True, true. We should be so lucky to be or be with her at any point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, agreed. Which, even, like, when she's like, maybe we could have one final night together, I'm kind of like... Baby, this is Johnny's job. You gotta let him <laughs> do what he needs to do. If Johnny wants to go, he should be allowed to go. But he also doesn't want to go. That's I was gonna say, I, I don't think that Baby, like Johnny, made his choice. Yeah, I, I and mean, Baby's watching, right. but she's yeah, not telling I mean, him what to do. Exactly. Yeah, they she's were like, watching with love. keen interest. They were like kind of on the outs at that point. Like they, like they weren't officially mm. done, but like you know, they'd had their their argument they hadn't quite come back together yet so like he could have done it if he wanted to and he chose not to because he's as you've been saying for the last you know two and a half hours as you were rattling off character traits he's a good guy (laughs) also the decision to have her line be like we have one more night together lover which is like for the whatever percent of the audience didn't understand he was whoring (laughs) it's like that's what has been happening (laughs) Yeah. Women have been putting yeah. diamonds in his pocket. It's a line in the movie. <laughs> Women are stuffing diamonds in my pocket. <laughs> what does that mean? It happens to me all the is time. Is that literal? Kind of like, Did that stopping. happen to him? <laughs> yeah. Also, when uh, that's just like another great moment where he's like, yeah, stuffing <clears throat> diamonds in my pocket. And she's like, I get it. You were using them. And he's like, no, baby. They was using me. And they're like, mm, and they just kiss. I think this is oh. an important time for me to ask a question to the group, um, which I like yeah. asked Matt earlier today, how, how blue can I go on this podcast? Because my question for the group is this, does Johnny Castle eat pussy? 
Interesting. It's uh, a great <clears throat> question. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and not Patrick Swayze, Johnny Castle. <laughs> Let's keep it respectful. I mean, I feel like my personal answer is like yes, but I want to hear yeah. what other people are, yeah, are coming I think, to the decision on. I'd say I think yeah, I but also... you might have to ask him to do it. I was that was mm. gonna be my thought. It's like he's not offering it, but he will do it. Would be yeah. my that, that's probably really? where it's not, I would It's like the off-menu the... item that you can request. <laughs> it's a like secret, the secret yeah, menu. Yeah, the secret menu. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Jeff yeah, while we were watching, and he said, he he thought about it for a second, and then he said, he either absolutely does not, or he absolutely does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is, like, true. I think it's yes. one of those two things, but it's a matter of deep-set principle either way on which he does not fluctuate man my opinion is like he on the spectrum of absolutely does not or absolutely does i think he absolutely does in the way that he runs his hand up her rib cage he like understands like sensuality like of really like embracing a woman's body and like showing her a good time especially because of like if he's whoring around with all these expensive ladies i'm sure mm. he knows like if i want more diamonds in more pockets <laughs> i gotta give them what they want <laughs> and, and but, i think but would he give it to the women paying him or would he uh like like save it not save it but like he he's basically just like half-assing it with them and so that's where I feel like he yeah. wouldn't. But then I feel like he would with Baby. And that's where I'm like, I feel like you have to ask for it. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, she, she has to request it. But I don't know. Do you if think she taught him how? <laughs> okay, see, that's my question. It was a first for both of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no! <laughs> Why not, Matt? We have such a different reading of Johnny Castle. I feel like Johnny Castle's been eating his way through all the Northeastern puss. He's just a small town boy who took his Arthur Murray teacher lessons, (laughs) getting diamonds stuffed in his pockets. He didn't know what sex was till Kellerman's, till some rich lady cornered him and danced him out of his shirt. Okay, fine. Maybe that's accurate. But I also feel like he would be the one to be like, have you ever had anyone do this to you before, baby? And she's like, what are you talking about? You're teaching me so much. Dancing, my own pleasures. And that's... <laughs> Why? What? But then, Why but then the scale is tipped. So... Oh I don't know. <laughs> so to keep things like balanced, maybe he's teaching her dancing and she's teaching him how to munch pussy. <laughs> Yeah, she's teaching yeah, him okay. sexual feminism. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's 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 really sweet, honestly. That's the diamond that she put in his pocket. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I think we could talk about a relevant topic that relates both to current interests and this movie. Yeah. What is the name of Harry Styles' song about going down on ladies? Oh, nice. Watermelon, Watermelon sugar. sugar. Yeah. And what do they have in ample supply at the sex barn? It's literally all, right. all they oh. eat at the sex barn. 
it's suggested right there. Clearly, yeah. that's what their intention <laughs> and was. And Matt, Matt rests his case. Yeah. yeah. Johnny they're Castle referencing definitely eats pussy. <laughs> yeah, they're referencing a 2019 song <laughs> in a 1987 movie. Set in the Or maybe Harry watched it. <laughs> And thought, That's... does Johnny Castle eat pussy? And then was like, you know what? I'm gonna write a song about everybody in Kellerman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feels like strawberry on a summer evening. Okay. Yeah, summer evening. Is watermelon sugar about Dirty Dancing? That's Let's look at the Of course it is. Yeah. We have we have said Lisa already came from this. Let's see what else. <laughs> yeah, the additional bonus soundtrack, uh, which I guess. You know, we we're close to time Sounds for just our like a main song. discussion. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's really just. And then that one line where Harry Styles shows Kellerman's family resort. It's mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> clearly a reference. I, if, if Harry Styles wants to put out a single of just him recording the Kellerman camp song, <laughs> I would buy it. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Like if he Hannah, wants would to you like, freak out. <laughs> Yeah, I'd turn to bones. I'd have an orgasm, and then I'd turn to bones. <laughs> and just dust, and then yeah. blow away. I'd blow away in the wind. <laughs> She's like, like the, the wind. Of... <laughs> It'd be worth it. Oh my god, if Harry Styles covered She's Like the Wind. Oh my god. He did I'd, Sledgehammer, I'd be 90%. which is all that <laughs> Yeah. You'd be ninety um, percent uh, delighted and ten percent like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. Uh, um, uh, before we talk about segue. the soundtrack, oh. I do have one, oh, just damn. one final thing. We don't have to spend a lot of time talking about it. It's just like I said earlier that you just I was aware of basically everything about this movie. I just never watched it, so nothing was surprising. That's not entirely true. There was one thing that totally caught me by surprise uh fucking wayne knight just just really Wayne really just all over this movie in a way that i had absolutely no idea when he like you first hear his voice i was like oh shit like is he in this movie this is, and then he just yeah. keeps popping up all over the place yeah it's like newman on the blowhorn yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, newman yeah. just fucking oh. everywhere in this goddamn movie six so that years was like a before, pretty delightful surprise for me yeah six years before jurassic park i literally had no idea who you were talking about until i was googling it and oh, someone sorry. said newman and I was yeah, like, my oh, bad. no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Newman's a fun surprise in this movie, for sure. Yeah. But that was it. Like I said, we don't have to spend a lot of time. I was just, like, gobsmacked that fucking Newman. Much Crush like it. Lisa, it would be a different movie without him. True. Very <laughs> true. Very, very true. All right, Tierney, All right. take it away. <clears throat> so, I want to know what everyone's favorite scene slash song combo is. So, not the song by itself, not the scene by oh, itself, but they have to be together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the it's tough for this one because there are so many that are just so iconic. And, like, on the one hand, it feels right that the answer is the final dance sequence but it also feels like a bit of a cop-out to say that. Yeah. So I will go with a different one, even though I think deep down in my heart, I do think it is the final one. Um, I think it, for me, it's the one where they're in their little dance studio 
and I can't think of the name of the song off the top love of my head. Love is strange. Is it love is Thank strange? You. It is love is strange. Because yeah. when, they're just like, <laughs> when they're just like uh like lip syncing the song to each other boy. and just like dancing towards each and other. And he air like, guitars. He, oh he, lives he yeah. does yeah. and he does he, oh, yeah. a does he ever, yeah. So I think oh, that's God, the yeah. one I will say, even if I don't necessarily have a hundred percent of my heart in in the answer. I will say it's mine and a hundred percent of my heart is in that answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's TikTok before TikTok. It's also oh. very real. Like how often are you gonna do a whole dance ensemble with all of the people in your life versus have like a little dance party between two sure. people? Sure. That's true. Little moment. Yeah. It's it's very romantic. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. It's cute. Yeah. Um Hannah, what's yours? Well, I do think that that scene is perfect. Um, and I love it. But I I maybe as much, maybe more love the the scene where he dances her out of her clothes to Cry to Me by Solomon Burke. Because mm-hmm. so, that song is so perfect. Mm-hmm. Maybe <clears throat> I just have like an emotional attachment for the surprise impact of my sleepover party when I was 10, <laughs> not knowing that she was going to end up undressed. <laughs> Like, that was a huge moment for me. (laughs) Um, But I love that, like, Baby is the assertive one. I love that song. Love the titular dirty dancing that occurs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my answer. Cry to me. It's a good one. Matt, what's yours? I think it's Hungry Eyes. Even though the montage is, like, kind of a gimme, I, like... I truly, even having seen it once before, forgot Hungry Eyes was in this movie. How and dare I love you. Hungry Eyes. How dare you? And I was you. like, oh shit! And just like, duh, 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 is such a great, like, <clears throat> beat to land on. It's such a sexy song. And for him to be like, come on, like, straighten your back. And to see their feet bouncing around, catching the light, very fun montage. And then followed immediately by another montage, which was like, this is the indoor montage, this is the outdoor montage, but there's like a little more relationship <laughs> when they're outside. Kissing in the lake. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked Hungry Eyes. I did listen to Hungry Eyes on repeat for at least 30 minutes before we started recording. Because like, I just like pulled up the soundtrack when I got home from work. It was just going to like play the soundtrack while I was like getting dinner and everything. And then it got to Hungry Eyes, and I was just like, nope, we're going to run that back. And I didn't even, yeah. like, go into my phone to, like, actually make it repeat. I just manually would walk over it and, like, nope, that, that song's such a banger. I got to go back for one more. And then I was like, oh, it's time to record. I just listened to basically that one song on repeat. So, uh... Hot song. <laughs> Sexy hot song. Did I ever um, tell you guys I once listened to Enrique Iglesias' ping pong song on repeat for 20 minutes before realizing it? How? <laughs> what? <laughs> Someone had put it like a... Someone, this is, I was a lifeguard and it was like a 20... I had a 20-minute break and someone had put it on uh, and they'd done like the repeat thing. And mm-hmm. so I was just like spa- spacing out. And then after 20 minutes, I was like, why am I singing along to this song? I don't know it. And then I realized I like did know it. some messaging. Do you know what it feels? Oh, wait, is that... Do you know what it feels like? Is that the ping pong song? 
Yeah, no, coming home no and knowing idea. the lack I, of an early I truly really don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. All right, let's move on to categories. <laughs> Tierney's like, right, I gotta get out it. of here. It's a great These song. categories, I think, might be uh, really sensational, so I'm, I'm excited. Let's uh, so, we always start with tattoo ideas. I mean, like, again, the obvious cop-out answer is the lift, but yeah. I'm very open to other suggestions. What about beige iridescent lipstick? <laughs> Just like on my actual oh. lips. Cripes. Just Lisa. Just a tattoo of Lisa. Um, and In the so coconut bra, cat- of course. <laughs> yeah. Also, this category. What about Lisa and then Newman, the two people who could never be cut from this movie? Just- Dirty dancing Cut everyone each other. else. <laughs> yeah. That's what oh. I was gonna say. This is their walk, story. In, walk into the tattoo shop and be like, "All right, I need you to, I need you to draw this for me." We got Lisa over here. We got fucking Newman from Seinfeld over here. I need them to be dirty dancing, and I need it on my yeah. entire back. <laughs> I want him lifting her. It's the original fanfic. <laughs> but you I will say, say buy her coconut bra with her coconut bra. In oh. her coconut bra. Uh, also, the fact that she ends up with the buddy, with uh, Billy his, Johnny's buddy, yeah, his, with like, Billy, cousin. I was like, ooh, this will be a fun pairing. Look at you having fun yeah. together. Oh, sorry, I do want to go back. There was one question I had for all of you. Uh, yes. How do we think? Like, do we think that Baby and Johnny were together forever? Or do we think that this was like their final moment together and then they never saw each other again? But it was just like a beautiful moment that they shared and they'll always have in their memories. She's going to the Peace Corps. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. They both have lives to live. Yeah. Sorry, Tierney. But that was my thought too. I was just like, oh, I'm really happy that they had this final moment together, but this is definitely it. And it ends really well Mm -hmm. on good terms. Yeah. She comes out to her family. Yeah. <laughs> when like they run into each okay other yeah like 20 years down the line they'll oh. they'll like have like they'll be able to ha- like share a moment together but like it's okay that they didn't end up together that actually kind of does make me sad that like we never got yeah why are you guys doing this you didn't need to do this <laughs> <sighs> but i will say i think they're kind of fine with it when yeah he, like as sad as it is when they're like leaving each other She's, like, smiling, and he's yeah. like, oh, baby, you made this the best summer of my life. And she's like, you did. And then they make out, and then he drives away to She's Like the Wind. I'm making up most of the details that, uh, that no. I forget. But, totally. You know. there, there's, like, this scene where he has been fired, and he's leaving, and he, like, comes back for the dance, but you don't know that yet. And they're, like, talking, and they just kind of are standing around, and I think probably the lines were improvised, but it's just, like, baby saying, like, we sure surprised everyone, huh? And he's like, yeah, we sure did. It's like, oh, these two characters have nothing to say to each other. Like, they dance, and they make love, and, like, that's, and they argue about class, but, like, they can't, this is not a long-term relationship. Like, they gave each other gifts, and they learned a lot, but, like, they're not gonna take out a mortgage together. Like, they have nothing to talk about. Okay, sorry for raining on your parade, Tierney, no. but that was that was my okay. takeaway as well. I just well, wanted so. to live in fantasy land. <laughs> they go to Havana, and they... Uh, <laughs> and they um, all right, sorry, back so to the categories. Ideas. Are, yeah, are there any additional tattoo ideas before we move on from that one? I carried a watermelon. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. That would yeah. be incredible. Like a watermelon and then the words around it or something. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Also, the origin of this category came from Colin getting one tattoo and both Tierney and I having no tattoos. And so typically, he's the only one that we can really run this off. But Hannah, you have tattoos. I have a lot of if tattoos. If you were to get a Dirty Dancing tattoo, what would you get? Well, I carried a watermelon, probably. Or I was thinking about this because I knew it was a category. And I like, I really like if you know, you know tattoos, which I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. I carried a watermelon Icky. is. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, real... <laughs> But you know, I wouldn't I want to get the yeah, ick yick, ick yick. Uh, big into ick yick. Um, <laughs> I feel like the lift is like, a, oh, that person likes dirty dancing, a movie I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, I don't know what what other Take what it. else would What's, be like? Is China next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been thinking of the, the entire quote. I've been thinking about the domino theory lately. If Vietnam falls, will China be next? <laughs> Comma, daddy? Question mark. <laughs> it's a slave. A, it's a yeah, everyone's scene. like, what is that? And you're like, if you know, you know. <laughs> and then parents. And then you just like walk away. <laughs> oh, man. God, that's a great answer. Yes. Yep. Yep. Wow. But really, all that pops out under the bottom of your, like, uh, sh- shirt cuff is just, is just daddy, daddy. Yeah. Ob- obviously <laughs> which honestly like, is kind what? of great yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, um, alright what's the next one would you spend time on this film set yes I don't know, yeah, of course. God, I don't know yeah. if this is like the most definitive yes that we've ever had but it's gotta be up there yeah right? there's almost nothing about this locale or cast or vibe that I wouldn't want to be part of on the sidelines just to be like I'm having a great time yeah just so fun yeah so fun which I will say actually uh I wanted to mention this earlier is that Hannah and I both work at a company that every so often will go to the Poconos Mm. for a work retreat and it is at basically Kellerman's yeah it's essentially no different than Kellerman's. It's yeah. just a Poconos retreat with bumper boats and a lot of cabins <laughs> and um, a lot of White Claw and then a lot of dirty dancing. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I'm sure there are other things that happen at this company retreat. <laughs> Which, to that degree, also made me less sad about the ending when he's like, it feels like it's all just fading away or whatever he says. Because I was like, oh, no, but then you realized, oh, we'll just modernize a little bit. Yeah. And then attract families. And then it survived to become the Woodlock Resort and the Poconos Mountains. (laughs) Did Johnny save camp? I think so. Is is that why that dialogue is there? Because it's all coming to an end and it's boring. And then Johnny comes and everyone's up and dancing. And he's like, do we have sheet music? Let's do this. And then they're fine forever. And Johnny gets his job back. And Johnny inherits the camp. And then he's the camp owner. And he joins the camp owner's union. Yes. Yes. And then he puts Neil in a plastic bag and drops him in the lake. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yes. Cosine. Yeah. I will watch Part this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, <laughs> Baby comes back to camp years later with her own with kids her own after family. returning from the Peace Corps. And then is like, oh no, it's Johnny Castle. 
And her husband is like, who the fuck's Johnny Castle? And she's like, shut up. I hate you. And then she drops diamonds Neil. in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll know because that's their secret sign. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, which yeah, character would, would you want to play? Oh, okay. Baby. Or Lisa. <laughs> I, I would say easily the older woman that Johnny is prostituting himself to. Very good, yes. Obviously her. Hi, lover. I think I would probably go with uh, Billy myself. I don't know if I am quite capable of, yeah. Like, I, I don't think I could nail the, the like I said, the, phys- the perfect physical comedy of juggling those watermelons while also somehow successfully entering this dirty dance club. Uh, but I do think that he's, uh, he's, a, he's a real fun hang. Um, man, I don't know. There's so many good characters and so many bad characters. Like, the villains are, are such yucks that I don't want to be any of those bad boys. Um, part of me wants to just be Max Kellerman and just to be like, it's all fading away. Just to sell the thesis of the movie, I think would be fun. And to have that be like the moment that I've been waiting for the entire movie to be like, Oh, you bastards thought this was about fun dancing? What's well, about the end of a, of an industry for me? <laughs> the end of a way of I life. Yeah, <laughs> that, would be, that would be fun for me. Or actually, you know what? I think in my heart I would actually want to be Baby's dad. I think mm. you, get some, you get some great moments with there. I would love getting up from that table and leaving Lisa talking. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> Especially if I'm playing Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you watch this movie on an airplane? Yes, sure. I probably have. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yes. Great length, too. And I would it look around, a... and I would see if there were children, and I would call them over, and I would say, come look at this. <laughs> you see a child, and you're like, all right, I need some people to swap some spots here. I need to introduce this kid to, to this movie. John, I would stand this kid up needs in my to know seat. who Johnny Castle is. So. I would look all around me, and I would announce, airplane, people of the plane. I'm about to watch Dirty Dancing. If you would like to watch over my shoulder, come gather round. And then I would do subsequent announcements anytime there's a dance or sex scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Good. <clears throat> Thank yeah. you for which your service, kind of, honestly. Yeah. And that does kind of speak to the origin of this category, which is like movies that are inherently very sexy or very graphic in violence are like sometimes weird to watch on a flight. This movie, though, I feel like everyone around you will be like, I remember the days when I had sex. And they'll all be jealous. Plain people suck. It's a plain people to... are dead inside. Yeah, it's a, it's a plane to Kellerman's. It's just all grandparents. I feel like this is a movie where someone sees you watching it on the plane, they say, what the shit, this plane has dirty dancing? And then they yeah. log in. Yeah. And, they start and then they're like, okay, I wasn't going to watch anything on this I was going to read. Now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the Zoom link that I sent you guys was nobody puts Pobby in a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, I think the last category, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, is Oscars. This movie was only nominated for one. I think we all That's know which one. Yeah, I, was, I think we all know which one. And it fucking won as it deserves. Yeah. 
uh, and it really is like a kind of legendary song. It's mm-hmm. like one of the most recognizable songs, and to know that it's from Dirty Dancing is like pretty outstanding too. Um, yeah. Also, nobody puts "Baby in the Corner." I knew as a line, but with truly no context for what it meant, and mm-hmm. so every time people would reference it, I'd be like, "What is the what is the corner?" that's being referred to who's baby and then like to see it was like her name is baby and she's in a literal she's literally in the corner of the room like the like line doesn't mean much outside of that very specific context like if you tell somebody else nobody puts baby in the corner it's like what does that mean what are you talking about even in that moment it's kind of like what yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. She sat like, there. I it's a small table. Yeah. And that's I think in my mind that's why I was like in the movie it must be that like somebody's like get over there and like forces her to stand in a corner where they're like making fun of her. This was really like I truly didn't know when it took place and was like I guess she's at a dance and then somebody's like, you have to stand over here. And he's like, nah, this is wrong. Nobody puts baby in the corner. But yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's literally just It's that. so okay. much dumber I, than that. Well, I do think, I do think, I'm going to like flip around the point I was just making. That even though that is like sort of a weird throwaway, doesn't really make sense line in the moment. If you like again put yourself in baby's position where like Mr. Sex comes by mm-hmm. and is like, no, 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 you're the protagonist, baby, get out here. Like anyone saying, she needs to be on the floor, dad. Like that is a cool, yeah, sexy, yeah. powerful teen dream moment. Yeah. And then he makes her the queen of camp by mm-hmm. being like, hey, everyone, shut the fuck up. And <laughs> good baby is she's the best person i've ever met in my life listen with your eyes yeah how good she is well he he, there's a litany at first oh yeah he's like and now she's gonna do her sexy dance for you all we got one more routine in this talent show and all these other stupid routines suck she's a really good person and she's got them gams look at them <laughs> uh, also, has anyone seen the edit where everyone is dancing to Dirty Dancing, but it's the Muppets? The song? Muppets theme. Uh, so Anna, did you send us that? Okay. No. To circle it's like, back. <laughs> and it's perfectly timed with the entire dance. Uh, at the end of my conversation with my boss today, after we were done debriefing Dirty Dancing, she was like, okay, now you need to Google. Dirty Dancing, Last Dance, The Muppets. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I did, and incredible. <laughs> All right. What's everyone been up to? I I can start. I've been catching up on movies from 2022 that I missed. Uh, so I watched Kimmy, the Steven Soderbergh, mm. um, Zoe Kravitz movie, and it was pretty dope. Uh, would recommend I was also <clears throat> talking with a friend of mine, and uh, Soderbergh's made a lot of bangers since he retired 10 years ago, um, so I'm, like, very here yeah. for him continuing to, like, not be retired and, and make awesome movies. Uh, I saw women like talking. who retires, who, like, keeps doing all these side jobs where you're like, yeah. you're not really retired, and they're like, no, I'm retired, and you're like, no, you're working 40 hours a week. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, 
I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, that's what Steven like, Soderbergh. He's like, I'm going to retire, and then proceeds to put out like at least one movie a year, sometimes two. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a hobby now. <laughs> uh, I saw Women Talking, which I thought was like very well made. Uh, but obviously, if you know anything about that movie, an extremely tough hang. Uh, having said that, I don't want to like spoil anything in case people are going to check out the movie, but there's like a very insane needle drop that happens halfway through that is like so tonally jarring. Like the shift in, like, it's just like so wild. And I was like, whoa, like I think I audibly just like jumped in my seat a little bit because I or not audibly, but like physically jumped in my seat because I was not expecting it. Uh, so that was fun. And then uh last night i before watching dirty dancing i did i finally watched cha-cha real smooth the cooper rafe movie from earlier this year that has been on my list since it premiered at sundance almost a year ago and i fucking love him matt and i were talking last night he's i think he's so good uh it's a very cute movie it's very sweet movie he's really good in it uh and in both of his movies he there's scenes towards the end where he's just sitting in a car crying and I texted Matt and I was like, Cooper Rafe crying is my kryptonite because every single time I watch one of those movies, I get to those like that sequence and I'm just like a puddle. So, uh, bless him. And then I also, uh, read an entire book, which is not something that I typically do. Uh, but I read Sea of Tranquility, which is Emily St. John Mandel's novel from last year, 2022. And I thought it was excellent. Um, she wrote uh, Station Eleven and a myriad of other things. But um, I finally caught up with that novel and I thought it was very, very good. That's it. Bless. Nice. Tierney, what have you been on? <clears throat> Um, I finished reading Walk the Blue Fields. Uh, it's a collection of short stories uh, by Claire Keegan. I thought it was very good. Um, I started reading Underground Railroad. Um, uh, having forgotten that I watched half the series, or I don't think I watched the whole thing, but most of the series. And so I'm like, oh, why is this so familiar? And it's because I watched part of the television show. Uh, but so far, I, I like the as is normally the case, I like the book better than the movie. Um, and then I finished uh, season four of Peaky Blinders and actually today finished season five. Uh, yeah. But season five <laughs> has all of, uh, or not all of, but a significant amount of, of bays. So just to, to read those off, you have Aiden Gillen, you have Daryl McCormack, Peter Campion, and uh, Brian Gleason. You also have Sam Claflin. Brian Brian Gleason? Who who plays an asshole. (laughs) Um, And so I think I hate him now. Um, Oh, wow. And it has, like, a new... It's a... I was I was getting to a point where I was like I think I'm just finishing this because I started it, and then whoever <laughs> is in charge of season five has not been in charge of seasons one through four because it's like a completely different art like art direction soundtrack hmm. and camera stuff. Have you seen it, Hannah? No. Oh, you're nodding like you <laughs> like you knew what was going on. To where it's just like it a was lot just more an interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's what if if it got picked up by a different network and that's what caused that shift because I feel like the recognition comes from like 
other shows that have had that weird shift where you're like, this doesn't feel like the same show anymore. It uh, is. It's like the same. It's this. I think they've been Netflix the whole time. Uh, it's the same like vibe. They've just instead of it being at like a five, they've turned it all the way up to eleven. So it's a lot more like in your face, mm. and like uh, like it, there's one that's like a whole long take <clears throat> where the guy's backlit, and so it's just shadows, and it's one of them is uh, beating the shit out of someone else, <laughs> but it's like a whole long take of it, and I was like, oh, they have not done this for four seasons. <laughs> So anyway, I have uh, one more, and did, then I can be released from this demon. I just want to. I just want to give you. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, it was a BBC Two show for the first four seasons, but then it got called up to the major leagues and became a BBC One show for seasons oh. five and six. So That'll there's your. It. it got the it got the extra yeah. the paycheck from the BBC One. So that's that's where that extra pizzazz is coming from yeah so. they probably also just had more creative people again probably getting paid more because um, <laughs> it's the same like actors where it's like they could have been doing this the whole time um but it's right. made it a lot more interesting to watch where i was like oh this is just the same thing <laughs> over and over <laughs> anyway that's it that's all i've done i thought you said you had one more no, she one said she has season. one more season. Yeah, oh, I have one more season. I have six I more see. hours of Peaky Blinders until I can get my life back. Pesky, pesky blinders. Yeah, sorry, pesky blunders. Pesky blunders. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim Apple, for giving us the proper name of this television show. Pesky I know. Blunders. It just doesn't, it never lets me write Peaky. It's always pesky. It doesn't know what it is. Um... <clears throat> Hannah, uh, what have you been up to? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I have been <laughs> reading uh, Trespasses by Louise Kennedy, which actually is in many ways not like Dirty Dancing, but in some ways not unlike Dirty Dancing. <laughs> uh, in that it's a novel set in the, in the Troubles in the 70s in Belfast and is about a younger Catholic woman having an affair with an older married Protestant man oh. Tierney is is like T- Tierney's like what's, desperately no, what's the name no, of this when, who's the when author when you said I'm... Louise okay I can explain myself when you said Louise Kennedy I was like I feel like I've met her and then oh. I was like but maybe I'm confusing her with like a mystery author and so as soon as you said Northern Ireland I was like oh it's actually possible that I did meet her and so I was googling her face is what I was doing <laughs> So, well, anyway, trespasses. Have you, have have you met, met her? her? Trespasses. Um, I don't think so. No, she's Damn. she's older than the person I was confusing her with. Mm. Okay. Well. well, she wrote a really sexy book about <laughs> politics and dirty dancing. Um, reading that, almost done. I just read... Um, Ducks by Kate Beaton, the graphic memoir about mm. Kate Beaton did the webcomic Hark a Vagrant. Um, so like very funny webcomics about history, like Napoleon stealing cookies from the cookie jar and like Lord Byron being a slut, etc. <laughs> um, and just wrote this like very 
hugely long graphic memoir about um, how when she graduated college in her early 20s went to go work in at like an oil refinery in the oil sands of Alberta to pay her student loans. Um, and it's like at times brutal, but also very beautiful and very cool <laughs> and a super quick read. Recommend it. Um, and I've been watching through The Office, which I have never seen all of. And oh. I like there's like three seasons at the end, I think, at least that I haven't seen and haven't watched through since it was like on television. Um, so I've been watching through that and that has been a sheer delight. Um, and I just watched White Noise, the Noah Baumbach. What did it? Has anybody else watched that? No, I saw okay. a scene of it when Chris was watching it. But. So, no spoilers. But what did you think of it, Hannah? I really liked it, but it's like freaky deaky. It's a wild ride. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I, I liked that it is just an adaptation of the book more than it is a movie. Yeah. Um, uh. which I, I, it's weird and it's fun, and I really liked. I, I think I mentioned it when we recorded last week because I watched it recently as well. Um, I really enjoyed the first two acts, was not as interested in the second sure. act, but... The third. The, or the, sorry, the third, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, the ending. Oh, yeah. Masterpiece. Yes. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. To the Jeff point where I've have... like, gone back to rewatch just that sequence at least twice in like the two or three weeks since I saw that movie. So same. Uh, my husband and I have been singing uh, the hook from the song at the end. Hell yeah. Nonstop in our home. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Love that. Yeah. Also speaking of Jeff, are you also watching murder? She wrote, or is that Jeff exclusively? No. Um, here's yeah. Here's like a fun little <clears throat> bonus content for <laughs> listeners of the pop. My husband, his name is Jeff, uh, recently got, heavy air quotes got way into murder she wrote uh and has just had it on nonstop all day it's just always on and like it's been weeks and he is i think not yet done with season two and this is a 12 season show i it like defies time how he could still be so in the shallow waters of this program. This woman, Jessica Fletcher, amateur detective professional mystery writer, at this point has owned a professional football team. She was in a women's prison during a riot. She was a sitting congresswoman for one week. Season two of 12. We've met her cousin, Who's English and identical to her, also played by Angela Lansbury. <laughs> also, it's fun that Angela Lansbury has come up uh, in the same episode as Jerry Orwell. Jerry Orwell it's yeah. a real reunion of yeah. Uh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast actors. Uh, but also, Jeff sent a clip of a body falling out of a casket. Uh, which means Murder, She Wrote had the first coffin flop that we, as far as we know, was recorded. And Jeff just sent it with, Murder, She Wrote was the original coffin flop. And uh, the evidence is damning. Yeah. The evidence is damning. Though considering uh, the way Jeff sends any screenshot is to take a picture from his phone of his computer screen... I don't think that uh, that video quality holds up in court. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. Inadmissible. <laughs> I was kind of like, if we want to share this out and make people know, we got, yeah, we do have to get better quality. <laughs> a recording of a recording. With with my husband giggling in the background, <laughs> always. Um, I guess I'll share what I have seen. I have not done too much, uh, so it'll be quick. I uh, watched the first couple episodes of Palty Goldman on oh, Peacock. How is it? Um, I So it's it's been described as the same director as uh, who's worked with Nathan Fielder, so it mm-hmm. has a very like rehearsal quality to it. Um, I am interested. I'll probably keep watching it, but I do find Palty Goldman incredible incredibly difficult to watch and very annoying as a human being which is kind of the point but it's also kind of like i don't necessarily want to hang here um (laughs) but i'll keep checking it out um and then the only major release that i saw was megan which was so good uh there were moments in which i couldn't hear what was happening on screen because I was scream, crying, laughing, and so was the whole theater. <laughs> and just multiple points throughout the movie, people being like, <laughs> which was an, a very fun experience to have with a live audience. Because uh, it's, it, it, like, it's PG-13, a lot of the gore happens off screen, uh, it's pretty tame in a lot of those things, and the true best parts of the movie are just Allison Williams talking to her niece and being like, Katie, go to your room. And having having Megan say something like, I thought we were having a conversation. And just being like this little sassy little robot. <laughs> it's very fun of her just being a little nasty girl. Uh, Megan is an icon. She is the moment. Uh, and she is all and, of us. And we stand. We stand, Megan, <laughs> Mithrigan. Uh, I also I just, said that I'm only going to refer to the movie as Megan or Megan. Uh, probably Megan. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically all I've done. Uh, but uh, I definitely wanted to take a moment to thank our special guest, Hannah Uh this episode wouldn't have been complete without you. So thanks so much for making time. I'm the Lisa of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) You are baby. Or, or the way night of the episode. I don't know which one is better or worse. (laughs) Newman on the megaphone. (laughs) That's true. You are the MVP of the episode. Um, Thank you so much for having me. The delight of my life. (laughs) <laughs> we'll find another movie uh, to have you back on so you could be a return guest I hate um, movies well I knew that <laughs> I'm going to disregard it just that you come back on um, but uh, anyway uh, thanks to everyone and uh, I guess all that's left to say is I'm finished <laughs> <laughs>